0: Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. You've joined a global movement of sales professionals who are dedicated to being authentic and building trust. We call it Selling from the Heart. Together, we are on a mission to bring sincerity and substance to the sales profession we all love. Get ready to be inspired and equipped as we join our hosts,
1: Larry Levine and Daryl Amy.
0: Larry here. Before we dive into this episode, I want to share something with you that I'm really excited about. Are you ready to connect with your clients on a deeper level and truly make a difference in their lives? Then discover your authentic selling style with Selling from the Heart. At sellingfromtheheart.net forward slash selling dash style, you'll find a powerful online program that will help you tap into your unique strengths and abilities to create authentic, and successful sales interactions. If you wanna show up authentically for your prospects and clients to grow your sales, we created this just for you. So head on over to sellingfromtheheart.net forward slash selling style now and discover your authentic selling style today.
1: Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh,
0: another day, another day, another day in the Selling from the Heart podcast studio. Absolutely love it, Daryl.
1: We have an incredible conversation coming up. Well, let me tell you one thing. I know you're going to learn something, <laughs> I guarantee you're going to have some fun today. Kimberly Weefling is a rock star, and this is going to be a blast. Welcome back. If you're new to the Selling for the Heart podcast, I just want to say thank you for joining us. We've had a tremendous growth in the audience following the Authentic Selling Challenge 2023. And and I just want to let you know, you've joined a growing movement of sales professionals and leaders that want to be genuine, that want to be authentic, that want to build trust. And we call it Selling from the Heart. Larry, it's exciting right now seeing all of the interaction inside the community, especially following the 2023 Authentic Selling Challenge. Uh, It was a dynamic event, power-packed. I can't. I'm still unpacking the things
0: that I learned from that incredible set of coaches that worked with us. Yeah. And, and here we are, weeks later, I'm still getting comments back. And what's really interesting is here's the one that comes out more often than not Where do you find your guests? Your guests are absolutely amazing. Well, let me quote a
1: famous person (laughs) I met once who said, your network is your net worth. So this is the beautiful thing about Selling from the Heart is there's this network of authentic sales professionals, sales leaders, and thought leaders that are all gathering together around this movement to say, hey, let's transform this profession. Let's make it awesome. And it is so cool to see all the things that are going on right out there right now. So if you miss the 2023 Authentic Selling Challenge and you're listening to this sometime in the future, don't panic. Thanks to the wonders <laughs> of modern technology, we recorded all of it and you can access it for free right now on your computer, on your phone, instantly at www.authenticsellingchallenge.com, www com Get access to all of it. It's exciting right now, Larry. And I know as we head into 2023, you are
0: absolutely full of vision around this movement of authenticity and trust in the sales profession. Yeah, it's our mission here at Selling from the Heart that we're leading a movement around authenticity, integrity, and building trust in the sales profession. And here's our ask, will you join us? Will you join us on this movement, whether you're a sales leader or sales professional? I think it's just time, Daryl, just to stand up, rise up, wave your hands up in the air and say, yes, I will join you on this movement.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we've been teasing some new things (laughs) coming out soon. Just hang on just a little bit longer. We're going to give you some really exciting ways to to join us. But I'll tell you what, speaking of joining, we've got an amazing (laughs) guest joining us today. She is back there in our virtual studio green room. She is so excited. I see the huge smile on her face. Kimberly Weefling is a serial entrepreneur. She's the founder of Weefling Consulting. She's from Silicon Valley, and she is known <laughs> all around the world for her authentically scrappy style. And I me, love that. Love it. I love it. She was at HP, um, and after working in technology for all those years, she recognized that technology fails far less than people <laughs> do. So she changed her focus uh, to navigate the messy world of organizational culture. Now listen to this. You're going to love this. Her mission is to wipe out the pandemic of soul sucking toxic organizations so that people can be fully engaged and contribute the highest and best versions of themselves to their work. And I'm going to add to their clients. And she helps people create highly motivated, committed teams so that the alarm clock on Monday morning sounds more like the ice cream truck. Kimberly, Kimberly, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. (laughs) So
2: great to be with you, Larry Darrell. Thank you so much.
1: I can tell this is going to be a very fun conversation. I'm so excited about it. But Kimberly, as we get started, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and that is,
2: what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? For me, it means you start with really Truly caring, being committed to the relationship and the results, not just the profit they're going to make. And I've been fortunate enough to be in a position, especially during the pandemic, to make that a reality for my clients.
0: Oh, I love it. And I love absolutely, Kimberly, that you use the word care. Mm-hmm. It's, it's near and dear to me. It's one of my values. Here at Selling from the Heart, we just sum it up by just saying it's about giving a rip. And when you give a rip, people sense it. They sense it immediately. And it's just, this is just amazing. And, and we're in for just a fun-filled conversation, Daryl. But I'm just so glad that you started this off on what's it mean to you to sell from the heart by using the word care.
2: Thank you. You know, I I do when I work with my clients, I learned long ago when they're just about to sign that multi-huge million-dollar contract, you say, stop. No, 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 don't sign <laughs> until you answer this question You want me to come and fix your people. But when I find out that you, as the executives of the leaders, are somehow contributing to the problems that your organization is facing, how do you want me to tell you? And they say, oh, yeah, Kimberly, you just tell us. And then they sign the paper. But they don't mean it. They don't mean it. I've had to fire myself many times when they show me they don't mean it.
1: Oh, wow. This is, <laughs> I love it. Well, unpack for us the effect of this soul-sucking, toxic organizational culture okay. that you see all around. Because, you know, th- these things are actually uh, very real and very, uh, well, they have a lot of impact. I'm curious where you see that impacting companies now, especially in sales teams.
2: Yes, Uh, So one of my clients has mostly salespeople. They outsource all of their equipment that they sell, and they put it into systems. And uh, they hired us because they had doing business in over hundred countries all over the world, and they had over twenty percent of their people were quitting every year. Mm -hmm. And the number one cause of that, if you look at Gallup research, Gallup has been doing employee engagement surveys for decades. And in two thousand nineteen, they published a book whose title kind of gives away the plot line in the book is called, It's the Manager. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we have things. a comma, stupid.
2: <laughs> Hello, your pills. Uh, and so we started doing a three-day workshop prior to the pandemic uh, about, it was maybe about nine or 10 years ago. And the workshop was secretly called How Not to Be a Boss Hole.
0: <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. That's nice. a great word.
2: That's a great there is word. a book called Bosshole. There are several, actually, and I tell people, don't worry, you don't need to read it. You just purchase it and place it on your desk facing out, where your manager will see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, long story short, is after doing uh, many, many of these workshops for many cohorts and having hundreds of people graduate from our program over a period of five years, they looked at the results and said, "Oh my God, Kimberly, only one percent of your graduates quit every year." And only 12% of the people who work for your graduates quit. Hmm. Can you imagine how much money they save by not having a 20% voluntary turnover? And again, primarily, it's lack of engagement. Either you're disengaged, actively working against your own company, or you're not engaged. You're just coming to work just in exchange for a paycheck, doing the bare minimum, no discretionary effort. That's the definition of not engaged.
0: And and it's just, unfortunately, it runs rampant. It runs rampant here, especially in 2023 as well. And I'd just be curious, as you peel this back even more, walk us through what you started to find out when you you started looking at this and you go, here's all these disengaged, right? Salespeople or disengaged employees. Walk us through that. Disengagement rose to the top because, and then run with it.
2: I'm a physicist by education. I just love data. And so <laughs> I was looking at the research and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, uh, there's about a hundred and some countries on planet earth. They do the study for, and it's like, the U S has the highest engagement in the world at 33%. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and then I was like, oh crap. What's the lowest engagement country, Japan. And I work mostly with Japanese companies and Japan Maybe five or six years ago, they had 7% of their employees engaged, the lowest of the developed nations. But guess what? In the next couple of years, it went down (laughs) to 6%. (laughs) I mean, you couldn't do that if that was a performance metric. So so we had 6% of people engaged in the workplace. The number one cause, the older generation command and control style and the younger generation in Japan saying, you know, they have more in common with the younger generation in other countries than they do with their older generation in their own country. Mm -hmm. And when you look at this, employee engagement is tied to sales, revenue, profit, customer satisfaction, you know, all kinds of good metrics get better when you have high engagement, all kinds of bad metrics get better when you have high engagement. There's no downside to being highly engaged and having a wonderful group of work people who love to come to work in the morning. There's no downside. The greediest jerk in the world should want their people to be highly engaged.
1: Wow, this is uh, this is so powerful. And you know, for our salespeople listening in, I want you to listen uh, in from the perspective of, of course, your sales team that you're on, but also understanding the accounts that you're selling into probably have this going on as well. So later in the conversation, I want to get how to how to sell to these accounts. But for our leaders listening in, who are going, okay, 33% engagement. I wish I, I, wish I had that. <laughs> uh, hopefully that's not the case. But, but seriously, uh, the engagement levels are, are really low. So I know we just have a limited amount of time here on the podcast. but And at the end, we're going to give of ways people get to know more. But, but coach us for a moment, if you will, on, okay, crash course. Leaders, mm-hmm. you got low engagement. Like, Where do you start? What are some things you can do about it?
2: Yeah. Well, if you look at the Gallup 12, there's 12 things that people need to say yes to, to be truly engaged at work. And it's real simple things like, gosh, does my opinion seem to matter? Does anybody care about me? Uh, has my manager or someone else that I respect at work offered me any kind of positive comments in the last week? I mean, look at, it doesn't cost anything to make a sincere, selective, positive comment. Right. Mm-hmm. And, And you got to engage people in a purpose beyond profit, a mission that matters. You you can't stand up in front of everybody and say, come on, let's raise our revenues and let's sell, sell, sell. You have to say, hey, we are solving a critical problem for our clients and they depend on us and we need to help them. If we don't help them, they're not going to be in business. And our clients, they solve global problems profitably so they can sell it again next year and solve it again next year. So we've got to help them do it and it matters. You know, you can't tell people just come in, get a lot of money so you can go and buy some uh, things to distract you from the fact that you hate your job. Oh,
0: you must have met my first sales manager. (laughs) (laughs) And I've heard Kimberly and I've heard stories about that. But here's what's interesting about this. And it's just simple questions. So, you know, one of my favorite questions is what makes you tick? And just imagine if a sales leader just on a constant basis, because I think this is going to change. It will change week over week. Yeah. Is, hey, Daryl, you know, I'm just curious, what makes you tick right now? you know, what's Mm. the next couple of weeks look like? Where can I help you? What's the next 30 days look like? And then if you just Mm. keep on, keep on. Now the first couple of times you ask that, you're probably going to get some really strange looks, but pretty (laughs) soon with (laughs) through repetition, people are going to go, you know, I really appreciate this. It's just that simple Mm. question of what makes you tick right now.
2: I think the questions are key, Larry. And I think that's so important to connect meaningfully heart to heart. Uh, There's, so many people just saying, Oh, how are you? Fine. I hate yeah. that question. People ask me how I am. And I'm like, please don't ask me that. Have you read the news lately? Anybody who's right. the- <laughs> ain't fine. <laughs> and and, and um, my buddy, Patrick Cowden, he created a wonderful script from the beyond and he has people ask, how are you really? Yeah. And then he asks, what do you need now? Really? Mm. And those kinds of heart to heart connections Make all that superficial stuff unbearable for people who crave authenticity.
1: Wow, that is, that's a powerful uh, add-on to a simple question that we all ask all day long and the yeah. heart to be able to to actually give a rip and listen. And once again, to our sales professionals listening into this conversation as well, you yeah. can be a part of this. Um, if right. this goes both ways and you can do this for your clients and prospects as, as well to to be that intentionally encourager as our friend brian sexton likes to say
2: well so like look in the u.s nobody wants to talk about this but over half of the people in the u.s have some kind of emotional or mental struggles right now Mm -hmm. so you go around asking people how are you fine that's an insult so Mm -hmm. you go into your customer and go yeah it's been kind of challenging how are you really and give them the safe space to share authentically and say oh yeah (sighs) And then they can finally, finally be seen and heard for who they are. And then, you know, you go the same way in this direction of sincere compliments. I mean, there was one story of a manager who was typing on email like they do all day long, as if email is real work. And and (laughs) somebody who had been working for him for several months comes up to him and says, Hey, I've been working for you for a couple of months, haven't gotten any feedback. How am I doing? And this the guy stops typing and says, Hmm, good. Goes back to typing. No, that's not the kind of sincere appreciation. I can teach you how to make appreciation that'll make executives cry.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I love this! By, by the way, I just have to give a special. I, I just have to shout out that you just said is email real work because it just had flashes. I just finished reading the book <laughs> Eat Work by Cal Newport, Kimberly, and he he basically goes over that. And he says email shallow work so
2: it's, it, uh, right? uh, <laughs> E stands for escape real communication
0: yeah oh
1: that's, oh, that's there love you it. go i love it i mean
2: you literally have people emailing someone who sits right across the right. You <laughs> walk over there see that human being and say oh, how are you really yeah.
1: you know one of the people in our community that does a fantastic job at modeling this so well uh, we're going to hear from in just a moment and uh In the middle of our show now, as you know, if you heard last week, we've got a brand new show format. In the middle of every one of our episodes, we get to hear from somebody in our community that submitted a video saying, what does it mean to them to sell from the heart? And today, we've got our good friend, Ben St. Clair, and I think Ben models this so well. So we're going to take a brief break, break in this conversation, come back with Kimberly in just a few minutes after a word from our sponsors Uh, Let's hear what Ben has to say about what does it mean to him to sell from the heart. Hey, are you ready to take your sales to the next level? At Selling from the Heart, we believe that authenticity wins. And that's why we created the all new program, Discover Your Authentic Selling Style. This is a powerful program that will help you tap into your unique strengths and abilities to create authentic and successful sales interactions. If you believe in selling from the heart and want to grow your sales, we created this course just for you. So head over to sellingfromtheheart.net forward slash selling style and discover your authentic selling style today.
3: Hey friends, this is Ben St. Clair from Louisville, Kentucky. I'm here answering the question of what does selling from the heart mean to me? So here you go. One thing is I've got to bring the book to your attention because I think part of selling from the heart is you need to have read it, sought to deeply understand it. And then like me, I've committed that this is the way I want to be. I want to be a true selling professional. I never want to be uh, seen as an empty suit. So true selling professional. Uh, so, what, I mean, what I've learned about that is you're not going to catch me doing the things an empty suit might do, which would be like leading with features and benefits when I enter into an interaction with someone. You're not going to see me trying to rely on my winning personality, using clever closing techniques or having to go to low-ball pricing strategies to get business. I am not that person. I'm a true sales professional. So. Uh, like Larry said, a lot of hard work. I've worked really hard to have a deep level of expertise in my field, about our products, our clients, the uh, rules that uh, apply to our field. And now when I enter into uh, clients, what they experience from me is I'm really focused on them. I'm not worried about my expertise. I don't have to use, you know, empty suit techniques. I'm really asking them deep, meaningful, want-to-know kind of questions about their, you know, you know needs, wants, the problems that are causing them issues, I might help them articulate their decision criteria but you know that's the way i'm going to conduct myself they're going to experience me as very other focused and bringing a, a level of excellence that allows me to deliver meaningful value to them and you know that's going to be my focus for me that is selling from the heart focused on them not on what i'm pitching ah uh, absolutely oh, I love, love that love wasn't that great there.
2: beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah focus on them
3: yeah right and it's
0: Just to get to know Ben, everybody should reach out to Ben Sinclair. The transformation Mm -hmm. in Ben in one year has just been incredible. And I've enjoyed building my friendship with Ben.
1: Yeah. And as we get ready to dive back into this conversation, I just want to say, you maybe look at that and go, I want to submit a video for what it means to sell from the heart. So guess guess what? You can do that. Just go to our, uh, you can message any of us here, me, Larry, Uh, you can go to our LinkedIn page, Facebook page, submit a video. What does it mean to you to sell from the heart? And if it's short and snappy, we'll put it into the (laughs) podcast sometime in the future. Uh, But Kimberly, this this whole thing around uh, giving a rip and paying attention to people, uh, not just for what they can do to produce, but for who they are as human beings. It sounds pretty uh, on one level. It sounds pretty just kind of fluffy, you know, (laughs) nice. It's a nice thing to do. But I'm getting that uh, you've got some deep research because you're a physicist by uh, training that that really does demonstrate that this stuff makes a difference, that that bringing Mm -hmm. authenticity to your coworkers, to people that report to you, to people that are your clients and prospects like this really, really matters when it comes to uh, making a, a real difference, even bottom line difference in a company.
2: Yep. Top line, bottom line, every line. And let me just tell you, uh, whenever you look at why global teams fail, the number one cause of global team failure is the lack of trust, Mm. which is based on psychological safety. And this is based on MIT research people in 70 different countries. Sometimes people think I'm only quoting U.S. statistics. No, this is global. And uh, I have experimented. During the pandemic, you can imagine, I was traveling all over the world. All my business was on an airplane overseas somewhere. Suddenly, March 2020 came around and, oh, everything was canceled. And I said to me and my team and my colleagues, what does this make possible that would not have otherwise been possible? Let's find the treasure Mm. hidden in the tragedy.
1: Mm.
2: And so what we did was we had reached out to a couple of our clients. We'd had hundreds of graduates over the past decade of our leadership programs, everything from a couple of days to 15 days, seven month programs. So I reached out to a couple of the biggest clients and I said, you know what? We're going to pivot to virtual and we would like to offer you anything we can do online for you, pandemic pricing free in exchange for your feedback and the opportunity to practice virtualizing our services. So two of the biggest companies, one of which is a huge company in Japan. I cannot even say the name because everybody would know it. And uh, they said, sure, when can you start? And so we got bunches of their people together for a period of, oh, you know, a few hours every week or every two weeks, over a two-month period. So April and May, here we are bringing them together saying, all right, let's find the diamonds hidden in this doggy poo that called the pandemic. And uh, by the end of May – Two of the companies came to us and said, Kimberly, we, we have got to start paying you. Wow. Ah, hello, wow. how many of your customers are coming to you saying, no, 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 we cannot take advantage of you. We must start you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that just wow. led to a complete pivot. And then 2021, by 2021, thanks to that and a lot of other hard work, our revenues for my business, matched 2019 without ever getting on an airplane and heck i didn't even need to wear anything but sweatpants from the waist down
1: very
0: nice very nice this is this is good stuff so i I i really want to continue on this because there's going to be some people out there going you know what i have to see my customers right seeing them behind the camera it's just not the same and fill in the blank with all these excuses by the way I wholeheartedly agree with you because we've experienced the same thing here at Selling from the Heart is I believe you can build true connection. You can still build real relationship and you can still drive conversation in a virtual format. It's all what happens between your ears. So walk, I'd just be curious, walk us through some of the things you started to notice that changed that said, Hey, Kimberly, we got to start paying you for this. What, what was some of the ahs? Mm,
2: Well, you know, the one thing is we didn't make it boring. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We tried to have a little bit of fun. We said, bring your favorite hat or crazy glasses. And uh, we also, you know, did a lot of mind-expanding exercises, which required people to interact and engage, use virtual whiteboards, get into breakout rooms, and talk with each other. And we also let them share the dark side. We were like, we don't <laughs> want to hear this happy stuff. We want to hear, how could we take this situation, which is the most challenging most of us have ever faced, how could we make it worse? And that was very much a relief. For people to say, you know what? It could be worse. What about a giant asteroid the size of Texas hits the Earth? All right. <laughs> so we gave them, a, you know, a fun, playful, psychologically safe place to express and then engage and connect meaningfully. Mm-hmm. And that was very challenging, especially, you know, a lot of these folks, they were technology engineering people, engineering sales people. And they call that stuff touchy-feely crap.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the mad scientist. <laughs> I really like <love> this. <laughs> hey, for just real quick, for all of you who are not watching this on YouTube. You gotta tune in. You gotta tune in <laughs> on all of this.
2: You just have to. You you gotta, you know, all of this stuff. You can buy <laughs> all these visual enhancements. It's all something you can charge on your tax deductible expenses. <laughs> oh, I love and it! tell you, the other thing that happened was, you know, I work a lot with Japanese companies, and you never get invited to their house or see their families. I got to meet their kids.
1: Wow! So when you are
2: sitting there with a little dinosaur hat on, and the kids go by and they see that, they come over. They want to know. Who is that interesting person? <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> well as we wrap up
2: with the rubber chair. <laughs> you, <know? laughs>
0: hey, you, know, you know what I love about this, Daryl? This is the rehumanization part yes, yes. of sales. And, and, it's, and it's so interesting because we all are humans. Mm-hmm. But I, I think during the pandemic, and even as I'm listening to what you're saying, it's rehumanizing our interactions with people. Right mm-hmm.
2: on. Right on. And, uh, you know, people... Need to understand that we are human beings first, and you cannot separate your personal and your professional life, no matter how many of us have been taught that during our careers. It is about building relationships, building psychological safety, and building trust. And that is the foundation of selling from the heart and every other meaningful connection to our clients.
1: Wow, I love that. And I, as we wrap up, I'd love to, if you could coach us for a moment on how to build those safe spaces. So we got, once again, leaders, we got salespeople. What are some tips in terms of how to create that space where where things can open up and trust can be built?
2: Well, one of the easy ones is people who have fun together and play together trust each other. They learn to build good relationships. Now, if you want to purposely create trust, the most powerful exercise I have ever learned is this. You get people together and you say, Tell us the story of your life starting at birth. Give us the two minute version. And if you have engineers, you tell them to draw on a piece of graph paper. Happiness as <laughs> a function of time. And then you have everybody show their graph. And first thing that hits everybody is, oh, my gosh, I'm not the only one who's had ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And everyone is kind of up and to the right, which is called positivity bias. And when you have people share in small groups or the larger group, invariably everybody finds they have something in common with everyone else, and you mm. start from there.
1: Mm. Ah, What a great exercise for a sales team. That is yeah. pure gold:
2: And you know, uh. some people don't want to do that. I had one person once <laughs> said, "I'm not going to do that." So now what I say now is, tell me the story of your life. I invite you to do that, starting at birth two-minute version. Leave out any trauma-inducing incidents. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, There are a lot of people who have things that really you don't want to hear about. But I think the interesting thing is when I do this, when I'm getting to know people on a first-time-that-we-connect basis, sometimes people are still talking 45 minutes later because I also do what we call a generous listening. And these mm. people haven't been listened to, truly listened to, for years mm. and it's like giving oxygen to a drowning person so you ask your customers your clients to tell you something about their life or their journey and then you truly listen as if what they're saying is genius and it's got gold buried in it they're gonna open up to you and start to feel differently about you
0: oh that is hey, that is daryl that is so generous listening. good and, and i love yeah. thanks Thanks for bringing this to the forefront because, you know, sometimes as salespeople, I want to say sometimes a vast majority of the time is these conversations are so sales centric in nature Mm -hmm. that I think people become immune to some of it is just what would happen. It goes back to what Ben was saying. Others focused is what would it be like if you were others focused just for Mm -hmm. a few minutes and you placed yourself in their world and you had them briefly share, doesn't have to be the life story. Hey, what have you been up to over the last six months? Yeah. yeah. What's that look like? Describe it to what me. What the big challenges you've been facing. Yeah. what keeping
2: your will to live? Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, so
1: practical. It's so powerful. And uh, Kimberly, what a great, great uh, conversation. And we've got a new friend here.
2: And one more thing that you can do that will really help build trust. And this is the best thing you can do if you have some kind of power or control is to make yourself vulnerable. If you go first, make yourself vulnerable, then you make a safe space for other people to do that as well.
1: I love it. Well, you've definitely created a safe space here today. We uh, absolutely, I've loved this. And I know our audience has. And I bet a couple of people out there listening, I bet a bunch of people out there listening are going, How can I get more Kimberly Weefling
2: in my (laughs) life? Yeah, there's a limit one to a planet (laughs) for obvious reasons. Uh, (laughs) a <laughs> uh, long ago, I wrote "Scrappy Project Management: The Twelve Predictable and Avoidable Pitfalls Every Project Faces." I said, "Can we please people fail for new and more exciting reasons?" Mm-hmm. Um, and then I gathered a bunch of women together to write "Scrappy Women in Business." Ah, there it really happens when you're a woman professional, especially. Can you imagine a woman physicist? Oh, my God. Uh, Yes, I do tell all in my chapter. Uh, I do a lot of work on the organizational cultures. This is a workbook I created for some of that work. And the wonderful, amazing Dr. Edgar Schein in his 90s, the man who created the term organizational culture, Wrote wow. the forward because he is my mentor in converting my technology expertise into something that's practical in the so-called real world.
1: <laughs> I, love oh. it. I love it. So just
0: or
2: just call the police. They'll know where I am. Just- <laughs> <laughs> well, we're
0: not gonna we're not gonna do that. When we want more Kimberly Weefling in our life, we're just gonna have you back on the podcast. How's that's beautiful. right.
1: Kimberly, thank you so much. We'll put all those links in the show notes. I appreciate your generosity in sharing all of this with us today. And you are a true. Selling from the heart champion, we appreciate you.
2: My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I love it. Oh, Larry, oh, what a
0: man!
2: <laughs> we told you. We told you this was going to be
0: fun. Yep. This is why y'all need to subscribe. Go stop right now. Hit subscribe on YouTube and watch because th- this was this is a rewatch, Daryl.
1: <laughs> it is. It's a, this is a fun episode. We like to have fun around here and. I am so thankful. I love this. There's so many good nuggets in here, but the one thing I'm super going to take, I want to just resonating inside me right now is generous listening,
0: generous listening. What a great concept. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I like that because we've always heard the term intentional listening. Mm-hmm. I think now, Hey, Kimberly, I'm going to steal this. We got it. We have to be generous with our listening now. You all go. Ahead. I'll give you accolades for it, but generous listening is where it's at. Generous just listening. care and bring generous listening to the forefront. And ask, ask people, mm-hmm. ask them, what makes you tick? Well, what have you been up to? What are you working on? Mm-hmm. How can I be a resource to you? What's the next six months look like for you? Just start asking.
1: Absolutely. Well, a huge shout out as we wrap up today to everyone in our insiders group. This is a group of people who practice generous listening and giving a rip and caring about each other. And we gather together on Fridays and twice a month, we have an up close and personal session. This is where we invite in our friends, thought leaders. Uh, to, we get up close and personal. Many of the folks you've heard on the podcast, you get to hang out with them, ask them questions, get to know them. Uh, it's an incredible opportunity. And if you're not yet a part of the Insiders Group, you want to be. I promise you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to offer you a free pass to the next Up Close and Personal. So if you go to sellingfromtheheart.net forward slash free dash pass, we'll put it in the show notes. It'll get you a free ticket to a future Up Close and Personal. And We really want to see you there. This has been a great time. We got a great season ahead here on the Selling from the Heart podcast. We have exciting announcements coming up. Larry, I'm just fired up. This is so cool. What's going on here in 2023?
0: No, it absolutely is. And this is, we've been building upon this. We've been building upon it. We've been building upon it. Again, I'm just going to ask, will you join us on the mission of bringing integrity, authenticity, and trust back in the sales profession?
1: Yes, I will, Larry. I know I know. I already knew that, man. (laughs) and we're going to give you more practical ways to do that here in the weeks to come so stay tuned make sure to like or subscribe until next time keep being genuine keep being authentic keep building trust practice generous listening and most of all sell from the heart
0: thanks for listening to the selling from the heart podcast on the salescast network if you enjoyed the show make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.